You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. How are you? Tom Welling, Kristen Kruk, and I have joined forces. My um, One of my charities of choice is the Ronald McDonald House, Los Angeles. As you know, I do movie nights, and I haven't been able to do those. I try to, you know, get dinners for families and things like that and help, you know, ask people to help me. And Anyway, omaze.com slash reunion is teamed up with Smallville, so you can go there to omaze.com slash, it's O-M-A-Z-E, dot com slash reunion and uh donating you're a winner already but uh if you're drawn you get to have a virtual zoom or whatever the hell you do with me tom and Kristen, and we could talk about everything so that's going to be fun so check that out everybody's a winner um other great organizations um you know helping the homeless uh is foodonfoot.org ask for rob danson he's my buddy who's also in my band left on laurel uh he's my guitarist um, and uh, he works for them, and, and he's amazing. And I, I'm a $99 club member, so maybe you'll join one and come and join me. We've got in the outros, we've got a lot of good stuff. We got a uh, shout-out to my patrons. We got uh, oh, just a, a bunch of fun stuff. Well, I'll read a fan letter. I always like to read fan letters, uh, tell you a little bit more about what's going on in, in my life and your life, hopefully, <laughs> although I can't hear you. Um, I, but I hear you. Trust me. I freaking hear you. Also, the Inside of You store, Inside of You online, we're getting, get, I know you guys have been asking, black shirts, cool new black shirts, cool new gray shirts, cool new hoodies. I've never had a hoodie. So we got hoodies and a bunch of stuff coming. Uh, shout out to Brandy Edie um, for helping me out. Pretty good weekend. You know, I've been watching a lot of classic, classic movies. I still do the horror movie night with my friends. Uh, name drop, you know, John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, he and I watch horror movies together in fact we love horror movies so much that we're like you know uh, and we're always bitching where have all the good horror movies gone but John and I thought we'd just do a Patreon exclusive so it's John Heater and myself the podcast is called where have all the good horror movies gone we're gonna have it on Patreon soon uh, my Patreon for inside you with Michael Rose mom is, uh, is, is just kick ass man what a great community in fact I've been doing YouTube private YouTube live videos just with my patrons so it's a, a couple hundred of us and uh, it's a lot of fun a lot of people are sort of uh, doing things differently for this whole thing this whole coronavirus quarantine stuff so uh you know i like to check in with celebrities or you know my grandmother who's the biggest celebrity i checked in with her last week for the dave bautista episode great episode by the way thank you for listening thank you for watching thank you for spreading the news and um you know we did uh Stephen amell on the grant gustin episode we did uh and now uh, i'm waiting for my good buddy uh you know him from it part two he was he had probably the biggest part um, he was in the movie back in the day with me. Shadow Hunters, Isaiah Mustafa. Just want to check in with my old buddy. He lives around the corner. I want to check up, see what he's doing, see what he's up to. I mean, he's also the uh, old Spice guy, so he's probably got to keep his body conditioned. Although, how many how many commercials can he shoot right now? I don't know. So let's talk to Isaiah. Hey, man, thanks for doing this. We're doing these little intros. Just catch up on my friends, see how they're doing. So, you know, people are quarantined and, doing, you know, everybody's doing their own thing and keep trying to keep sane. How are you keeping sane? Are you, is, is working out part of your regimen? Is that, is that how you keep it going? Honestly, man, like I, I think the, the best or the easiest thing for me was to just find a routine. Like once I got into a routine, it was good. But, uh, you know, you have those days where you just, you know, you're, you're striving for normalcy. 
So no. you're married. Lisa's a wonderful lady. Now, do you, is it hard during this where you can't, you're always on top of each other? You like having somebody around. Um, I do like having somebody around. I love how you say it, like having somebody around as though, <laughs> as though like, you know, like she, like, I just need somebody around. You no, know? <laughs> like, uh, no, but I do, I do like having my wife around. Um, be, but she has her own office. I have my own office. We separate during the day, come back together sometime in the evening to have uh, dinner. So, you know, it's, it's nice, but I, I got a knock. I got a knock before I go in her office because and that, that's like the rule. Just knock, you know, porn. Is that why she watching porn in there? I don't think so because the the audio that i'm hearing is um sounds like a business meeting but unless they're doing business meeting porn nowadays i really don't see that happen <laughs> hey uh let me ask you real quick you miss shadow hunters ever you ever miss it um i miss the fans i miss the cast and crew the people up in toronto and stuff like you know like just seeing those people every day and stuff like that yeah i, I miss it I, I don't necessarily miss um like, I, you know, I mean, I think everybody would say that you probably said this when you were on Smallville. Like, you know, there's days where you're like, man, can we do something fun with my storyline? Can we do something different, you know? Um, or can we, you know, can we can we get a, a more in-depth storyline? You know, I don't know. I, I think the fans would agree to agree with me that that Luke, the character Luke Garraway, never really got his due. Um, so, But then again, I always say this, like, it wasn't the Luke Garraway show. It was about, you know, teenagers. Uh, with crazy superpowers he was just facilitating so hey man people loved you people loved you you live by the ya novel you die by the ya novel you know what i'm saying <laughs> how much do you miss acting how much do you miss work because you know you were a big movie it too i mean yeah i miss it all the time I'm, i think i'm i don't know like i'm i don't know how other actors feel about auditioning but i i love the audition process like Ooh. i actually love going in meeting people and saying stuff like you know i don't know just just getting able to kind of work in, in a room in front of people. I, I like that process. I don't know. I just, there's something about it that I, I, I did. Cause it's instant, either it's instant, like you instant results, you know, whether you did a good job or you know, whether it's not going any further. <laughs> That's true. Well, look, man, I love you. I, I don't want to keep you. I told you it's just to be a couple minutes. When are you going to bring me back on the show? That's what I want to know. <laughs> you like, come back. Relevant again, motherfucker. You can come back whenever you want to come back. What we're trying to do now is because we've had some repeats. We're, tr we're always trying to get new people, but like, I have favorites. You're my, you're my boy. I, I, you know, back in the day, if you haven't yeah. seen back in the day, he was great. He gained 30 pounds for the role. Man, I gained 30 pounds like three weeks ago almost. Like the first two weeks of quarantine, ooh, I picked up some weight. Like it was crazy. But you're still hot even when you get heavy. I'm a handsome big man. <laughs> I'm a handsome big man. All right, dude, I love you, Isaiah. Thank you for joining me, and I'll, and I'll be talking to you. All right, love you, dude. I love that guy. That was great. All right, now let's get into our uh, main guest. And remember, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you after if you want to stick around for the outro. If you've got nothing better to do and you want to hang out with me. But uh, let's get into this guy is pretty dynamic. He's fun. I, I almost got him to say a couple things, but he, he was pretty open and ah, he's a good dude, man. I really I liked him. I genuinely uh, like him. This is uh, let's get inside of Justin Long. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Oh my God, the poster. Uh, I, yeah, I thought about bringing a poster in here. I have a Back to the Future poster. I don't know what to do with it. Well, all right. No. Here's the issue. Yeah, I just saw that movie for the first time. Can you believe that? What movie did you say? The Jerk. 
You saw it for the first time? I know, I know. It was like the, oh, it was such you. an embarrassment, a point of embarrassment for so long. I never lied about it, but I came close. I was so ashamed. God, so good. Uh, and I, and it was as good as I thought it would be. It was better. Right. And it was I was weird. angry that it had taken me so long. First of all, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you, Justin. Uh, yeah, I'm a little nervous about being inside. Wait, are you inside of, yeah, you're inside of me. By the end, uh, things could change up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny how you start. The first thing you see is the, the jerk poster. I've had this conversation with a lot of people and, you know, people will come in the house and then they see posters and autographs and, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Odin Kirk was really cool about it. He was kind of fascinated by it, but you know, guys like Dax, our mutual friend Dax, he, he doesn't, he never asks for autograph. He doesn't understand it. He tries to get into my psychology. Oh, like, why do you need that? Why do you think you need yeah, that? Why do you, what does that, that do for you? Is that what it is? Like, like why where, you need to? I, it is a strange thing. Autographs for adults, I think. So you don't you don't get that. Um, when I was a kid, I remember really wanting. Um, I, I got Eric Dickerson's autograph. All right, Rams. Yeah, uh, Eric Dickerson, the, the football player, the Rams. The Rams, yeah. Back. And and it was funny because he said he wrote uh, "God bless Eric Dickerson" and. I never really saw the comma. It, it was a black and white photo. And, um, <laughs> he just blessed himself. So I, as a kid, I just read it as God bless Eric Dickerson. I, I remember Gosh. thinking like, well, I mean, he's great, but <laughs> sort of conceited. <laughs> yeah, that he would write uh, that. But um, and at night, I, at, night at night, you'd be going, God bless Eric Dickerson. That, that was your prayer <laughs> yeah. every night. I just thought it went without saying. I thought God had already blessed him. Obviously. With those great skills. <laughs> You know, God-given talent. Uh, when I was a kid, I was really into the uh, an autograph. It's a thrill, yeah. And and certainly now, signing an autograph for a kid is such a it's such a nice thing. You know, it's um, the few times it's happened, but it doesn't really happen anymore. Now it's everyone's got a camera on. Their oh, wait a minute, Justin. You were in uh, Galaxy Quest, and your character was like seeking autographs and things. I, I don't, I don't understand. You're I not just, like your character. I, you know what, I, and, and this is very hypocritical. I am to say, like a character because I, now that I think about it, I have, I, I have a signed Flamingo Kid poster. Uh, Matt Dillon, my, a buddy of mine, got Matt Dillon to sign it, and that was cool. It's cool to. I got Michael J. Fox to sign my Secret of My Success poster. So I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, somebody that I really admire um, in autograph would would be cool. I think I, okay. I've completely reversed my position. You've changed your mind. You know, yes. here's the thing with me. You got inside of me and uh, rewired me. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just, I, I don't know what it is, but like, especially with heroes that you grew up watching. Oh, yeah. When you meet them, it's like, like, it's not like I go on every movie set or every TV show, but like I worked with Stallone and the people know this and I waited till the last day. I knew that we, our camaraderie, we had that going. We had, he was like, oh, hey, look yeah. at you. He called me Dot Face because I like had the CGI dots on my face. Hello, look, Pippi Longstocking. So... I th- well, <laughs> that's so, pretty good. What was he like? What what was it like? Awesome. Yeah. He was, and I love this, but by, by the way, because you you have a show, Life is Short. What's funny is like I, I didn't get it at first. The, the name I was like Life is Short, and it was like weeks ago. Life is Short. That's cool. No, no, but I didn't. No, no, I didn't realize. I didn't put it together with Justin Long. I'm an idiot. <laughs> like Life is Short with Justin. It is. It's simple. It's what it is. It's like people like. I found it was really hard to name the show. It, something as simple as that. It, it, it was strangely <laughs> complicated. We had lists. Um, we do it with this company, Wondery, and they had ideas. And mm-hmm. it, it, to come up with that as, as 
simple and perhaps dumb as it sounds, that was, believe it or not, the best thing that we came to after a lot of deliberating. We didn't deliberate about many things, about the format, about, you know, what we, the things we wanted to talk about. But that title took forever to land on. Well, you know. I don't know if you found that. I did. And I think no matter what the title is, you're going to, people are always going to say, oh, this, that. You just got to go with like, oh, this is cute. This is charming. I remember um, we had a clip that it went viral and it was on Stern. And Stern was like, uh, he was going, oh, this is a clip from uh, Inside of You. With Michael Rosenbaum, oh, it's like a double entendre. Right? He's inside uh, of you, uh, and and he. See, but, but but then uh, uh, what Robin was like, oh, we love him though. He's he was Lex Luthor, and she's like, he's like, oh yeah yeah yeah, because they used to talk about that show all the time. But I was like, oh, dude, come nice. on. I mean, cool. I, you know, he gives everybody shit, but uh, yeah yeah, it's sort of like a badge. It's kind of like me. I I got to meet Don Rickles. God rest his beautiful, funny soul. Um, yeah. I got to meet him, and, and he, of course, uh, he gave me shit. And, and my, all my friends, he, he uh, mocked all of us. He, he made fun of all of us and <laughs> threw around a couple slurs. And um, and it was like you, I, I expected. It's what I expected. It's what I. It's what you hope for when you meet somebody like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. When I'm on set, you know. So when I went up to Stallone at the end, I go, "Hey, that's a wrap on me, or whatever." And I go, "Would you would you sign this Rambo lunchbox?" You know, oh, cool. and he's like, you got a rainbow lunchbox. <laughs> like, How old are you? Is, it, is this for you? And he signed it, you know, and he was uh, he was cool. But it's just like it's one of those things that if I decide not to be an actor again, you know, anymore, if I down the road, I retire, I move yeah. to some little town. Oh, yeah, where I grew that's up, cool. Oh, my and, I, and I got friends that come over from the Midwest and like, oh, dude, Sly sign that. That's cool. That's, I get that. You know? And by the way, you know, you're doing a show, you're interviewing people, I'm interviewing people. And so it's like, it's weird because I, I, I really love doing this. And sometimes yeah. I read the comments and every once in a while you're like, oh, you know, sometimes you'll cut people off or sometimes. Yeah, because uh, I get so excited. Do you find yourself doing that where you just get excited yes. talking to someone? Yes. I'm very into um, affirming things. I really like to affirm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get very, yeah, I get a little over eager. I was noticing when I first started hearing uh, the interviews played back, I was saying, um, what was I saying? Um, It's weird. I can't remember now. It was something like, uh, okay, or I was affirming too much. uh, Or maybe it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I may still do it too much, um, people who listen to the show. But I think I've gotten a little, you know, you you learn over the, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm sure. Not, not that long. I think it's like a hundred and something episodes, 105 episodes. But long enough, Mike, where you like, you, you recognize certain things that may even annoy you that you did it. You previously didn't know you. I you promise you, this is the truth. I really almost never listen to my, myself. Once oh, I'm done, oh, I trust okay, my, well I trust. And you know, I notice like people will say to me, man, if you listen to yourself when you first started interviewing people and now you have grown uh-huh. so much, you have, you're so much better. And I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. How well, bad was I? <laughs> that's a, that's I, what yeah, we think I know, of. That's you know? sort of a backhanded compliment. Well, you may have just gotten more relaxed and I, I happen to find, I like listening to criticism like that, you know, especially since this is something that's so new to me. Um, when it's obviously if it's like a trolls, if it's somebody just saying like you suck and I, I hope you die. I, I, you know, that that's different. That's not like constructive. And, um, but, but people we've been, we also, there's a Facebook group of, of people who listen to the show and they often, um, 
they they correct us. I know that Dax, you mentioned Dax, he has Monica who fact checks him, but we don't really have that. And so I've noticed, I've read certain things uh, on Instagram or whatever that- um, What don't you like? What have you read? What have you read that you didn't like? That I didn't like? That you you were kind of like, fuck, that was kind of like harsh. Um, uh, uh, (laughs) well, like hurtful things, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's usually, it takes a lot these days to really hurt me. I, you know, the funny thing happened recently where, where I I read, um, somebody just said, uh, called me a dildo (laughs) and they just said, you're a dildo, which I kind of thought was a little, that was sort of funny. It's sort of funny insult, uh, to call a guy a dildo and, (laughs) Um, and then, and I, I didn't respond to it, but I, I, and I wasn't particularly hurt by it, but, but I was like, oh, that's weird that they would go on just that they would go through the trouble of like logging onto their thing and writing that. And, um, a couple of weeks later, somebody else said, you dildo. And then they paid, they said a complimentary thing. And I realized it was, um, your brother, I, I, it was a reference <laughs> to the show I do called on the Netflix, this animated show called episodes for family, where my character uses that word a lot as he calls his dad, he's a teenager and he's always saying, you dildo. Everything's effing dildo. Oh my uh, god! Can you curse on your, you can curse. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you curse. I curse. Yeah. I swear. Um, and I, now I think the previous one that I thought was a troll was uh, really maybe a fan of the show. My brother Say, pointed out, well, maybe he was both. Maybe he thinks you're a dildo, and he's a fan of the show. Um, I don't know things that really hurt me. Um, I mean, maybe in the past you could reference something that's something like, you know, was it, were there, was there a time? I'm sure when like all those times when you're dating Drew and people are like this, and I'm sure they said things that probably hurt you. You know, Mike, I, back then I didn't, I didn't read. I think the, the, the only way, and this is because my, my skin was probably a lot thinner and, and, and still probably would be too thin for something like a personal attack like that. I, uh, I, I didn't engage with it. I didn't, I wasn't on social media, really. I, I if stories were in the tablets, I would hear about it usually through my parents or friends. Or, um, but I, but I found that that was an easy thing to distance myself from. That was an easy thing to divorce myself from. It really was because it was really on the internet or or in those magazines, and it's easy enough to not read that stuff. You were loved uh, as a child. I could tell. I could tell you had a good relationship. With you were loved as a child. I was loved. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. I was loved. Yeah. Did, did you was, have a good yeah. relationship with your parents? <laughs> Very good. Yeah. I mean, they drive me nuts, but they're five. Um, yeah. They can be right now. They're frustrating because they keep wanting to leave the house. And of course we're trying to, you know, they're, they're stubbornly wanting to go to the grocery store and stuff. Um, but yeah, they're very loving parents. They're, I got. I was. I'm very lucky. So you had. Yeah. I always talk about this because you know there's certain things that you know people out there they didn't get this, they didn't get that. You know, and there's a time mm-hmm. when you got to grow up and shit and go, hey, you know, I didn't get that, but I got to get it from somewhere else. And that's kind of a thin line too, because I know that you know you don't get love at home. You don't get hey, you're good. So what do you do? You go out and you get it. How do I get it? Right. Validation. How do I get validated? So you never felt like you always felt your parents are with you. I'm proud of you. You're smart. You can do it. They were always that. That was sort of the mentality. Yeah. I mean, we, we fell into, I have two brothers and we all fell into different categories, I would say. And, and, uh, my older brother was always the still is the smart one. I mean, he was, he's brilliant and, uh, you know, went to a great school and was always, uh, excelled academically. And, um, my thing I think was more the, uh, I was kind of a clown and I was very small for my age. So I, I, it was my way of finding, um, my social footing, I think was, was just being a 
a, like a little clown, but I was also so small that I, I wasn't, I was like too easy of a target. I, I, I didn't really get picked on and, and I, I, I wasn't threatening enough to anyone to, to be singled out and picked on. And I, so I, so I was okay socially. Um, but I, I think maybe that's where I found any sort of desire to, to, to be an actor or, or to, to do what I do now. Uh, How tall were you in high school? I going in, I can tell you exactly going into high school. I was four foot 10. I weighed 89 pounds. We, you too. Yep. I graduated at five, three. I grew nine inches after my senior year. Yeah. I was the smallest kid get in my high school, smallest kid in my high school. And, um, yeah, you just get overlooked. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Mike, you were five, three graduating high school. Yeah. I didn't grow till I graduated high school. I graduated. I'm telling you, I grew eight inches in the next year, year and a half. Oh my God. I don't think I had hair in my balls till I was a junior in high school. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, I always, I wish I had chronicled th- that development. You know, I wish I had like written like a puberty journal, like when I had my first <laughs> pube and like, I remember, I remember, the, do you remember like getting like a hair under your arms? And oh, was like, dude. The fuck is happening to me? Yeah. Well, no, I used uh, to pray for them. I would pray to God and uh, Eric Dickerson. I'd say, please, yeah. Please, uh, bless, bless you, Eric. Give me oh, some. Oh, you hair. wanted them. Oh, my God. I wanted because skins and shirts when you played basketball in Indiana, everybody played basketball. Uh-huh. It's something I didn't. But I was like, I go, you know what, guys? I'll sit on the side because I didn't have any hair. And if I, God forbid, I had to take my shirt off. People are like, dude, I remember Mike Curry lived down the street and he used to go, Rosenbaum, where's your armpit hair? Do you not have any armpit hair? And I go, I remember going, dude, I swim. They make us shave them because I had heard it or something. <laughs> It was a comeback. They're like, what? You said you shaved him? I swear to God. My friend Tom Lally will attest to that. I, That's a more embarrassing lie. I know. <laughs> I always come up with these things that are not better. Just say, uh, uh, yeah, why are you looking at my armpit, dude? Mike, Mike Carey? Mike, Mike Curry. He Mike had, Curry. Dude, he had enough hair for the entire school. He yeah, was hairy. Kids. Oh. I, yeah, it was like... <laughs> It's like, what happened? Why does that guy get all the hair? Yeah, but those are the guys that, like, get all the hair in, like, eighth grade, and they peak in, like, ninth or tenth grade. A, a, a good friend of mine, he's not going to want me to say his name. My, you may know him. Uh, really? He wouldn't, he wouldn't care. John Pisani. Do you know Pisani? Yeah, I know John Pisani. Yeah, he was hairy. He was hairy. He was hairy, and, like, there were a few of those kids, maybe <laughs> one or two, that were, like, fully hairy, like, a full pelt, you know, the head to toe Jesus. in, like, fifth grade. And um, he said it, 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 scouts were, they were scouting him for college teams in like fifth and sixth, sixth grade. Oh he's now God. like, five, he's not that short, but he's five, eight, yeah. five, seven, five, eight. He was that height in fifth grade. And, um, and he said he never grew after that. So I, and I knew a couple of kids like that. And I never, it's funny that you were self-conscious about it because I, I, I'm trying to remember now if I was, I don't remember that being an issue for me. I, I was, self-conscious about like my looks and about certain other aspects of my physical appearance. But um, I don't remember the height being like really wanting to be tall, even though I was so tiny, I was so short. Maybe I did. Maybe did I you get girls, the girls like you in high school? Uh, not really. No, not. Um, did you have sex in high school? Plays. What's that? Did you have sex in high school? No, no. I was very, uh, I was a real late bloomer in that department. Uh, no, not until freshman year of college. It was when I went to a very like progressive. Uh, I would say, I guess all colleges like this. So I don't, I don't, I don't know if mine was particularly sexual, but um, <laughs> it it seemed that way. It seemed like, in fact, I think it was because 
there was an article in Spin Magazine. Is it Spin Magazine still exist? I don't know. Uh, Spin Magazine, where a journalist went undercover. At, at the, I went to Vassar College, and they went undercover uh, and and posed as a student, and and basically chronicled how um, y- you know sexual the, the school. I don't know if I should be saying, um, but it's it's chronicled. <laughs> It's been already written about. I mean, it's written about, uh, yeah. I think the next year, male uh, admissions shot up by like, you know, 200%. Are you serious based on that article? Yeah, yeah. Or, or male um, uh, applications anyway. Yeah. Um, and they were trying to even out the female-male ratio, I remember. So it was, uh, by the time I got there, I think it was like 61% female still. Um, I think now it's more even, but uh, it, it had been an all-female school, so they were trying to get more... Which is probably how I got in because it was easier for guys right. to get in. Do you hear that chair? No, it's pretty good. No, I like that. Uh, Sounds like anyway, an X. But I was grown by then. I, I can't believe you didn't grow. That's very rare, Mike. It is rare. And I, you know, I think I, I remember going into the kitchen one night and looking at my parents with just tears in my eyes and going, This is your fault. You did drugs. You always did drugs. My dad's 6'5. My mom's like 5'8. I'm like, Why am I fucking four foot? Well, whatever. And like freshman, and like, I remember I I wrestled and I I was like 14 and, and, oh, and the reason is 13 wins were because there there was no one light enough to wrestle me. Yes. I was, I wanted to play football so badly. And um, the coach pulled me aside after the end of this two week training training camp uh, and he said, you know, son, we got a great wrestling squad. And I was like, well, that's going to be hard to do because I, as you know, wrestling season is the same as football season. And, and, uh, and he goes, son, you're not going to play. You're not going to play on the team. And I say, I know I'll, I'll be on the bench. I'll ride the bench, but I'm sure, you know, God forbid someone gets injured and then I'll go in and I'll be a backup. <laughs> and he said, son, let me put it this way. If the entire team, God forbid is on a bus, this is not word for word, but he basically said, if the whole team is on a bus and you happen to drive separately and something happens to the bus, you're still not going to play. Uh, and it was heartbreaking. Oh, and it, I, that I, is I heartbreaking. Yeah. So he was, but that's when he said, he goes, well, you should wrestle. We got to go. And he said, you'll probably be in your own weight class. Uh, you'll be undefeated, which is what happened to you. That's yep. really and you, you loved, you like wrestling. Didn't you host some wrestling thing years ago at the Staples Center? <laughs> um, I did. Uh, no, it's funny to say I, I, I like wrestling. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I read wrestling. something about it. I was like, maybe he likes wrestling. Maybe he started wrestling in high school or. Uh, no, I did for a week, and then I, I <laughs> gave it up. It's too hard. It's too hard, yeah. Um, it's funny. My friend just connected me with I've been wanting to do yoga, and my friend Paul, really great actor, he was on the show, Paul Hauser, was, uh, has been doing yoga, and he connected me with this. He's like, you know, I got a friend who does it, and he's got his own app, and he's got a, a program, and his name's um, Dallas. And so I was texting with this guy, Dallas, uh, Dallas Page. And he told me to download the thing. I know Dallas the Page, app. the wrestler Dallas Page. <laughs> yes, he gave yes. me a thing to download. Uh, it's called DDPY. Yeah. It's a yoga thing. Yes. Do you know it? <laughs> I do. Yeah. He's like, but I had no idea. It was the wrestler Diamond Dallas Page. Of course, I know who that is. And I had been asking him really obnoxious questions because I'm so bad with, as you now know, seeing how I set this up. It took me so long to do this. I'm really bad with like computers and technology and all that. And um, I, it was it just made me laugh that this whole time – I thought I was talking to like this yoga geek, you know, this guy who had this like very peace, peace loving, like Buddhisty yoga guy. And I clicked on the thing and it was like, this is Diamond Dallas Page's yoga. Get ready for your, you know, get ready to align your chakras. 
it was um, <laughs> unexpected. But uh, it's a good program. You're into it. You know, you you uh, I was just just watching and like and reading about stuff and hearing some stories. Like I know you did. Uh, obviously, you did dodgeball, and I hear some stories. Like you're kind of like a goofball. I'm always I'm a goofball on set. I'm always like always just trying to, you know, make everybody laugh, center of attention, uh, just keep myself busy. Maybe because I'm bored. And like I worked with, uh, you know, one of my good friends is John Heater, Napoleon Dynamite. He worked with you, oh, and he yeah. loved you. But he's like, he yeah, was like, yeah, he was always like a. Uh, Having fun. He's always. Do you? Do you yeah, he's awesome. He's always like cracking it. Yeah. Justin Long's pretty much awesome. <laughs> yeah. He's always like got so much energy or whatever. <sighs> That's really good. Do you? Uh, do you feel like? Really were you a kid who had ADD? Do you feel like? <laughs> were you all over the place? Were you? Uh, like I have ADD. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I squirrel, can see that. Squirrel. Do you not have that, you think? Uh, yeah, I definitely have that. I definitely you, have that. You do? I was, um, how much of that do you uh, do you think was because you were little, though, and you were trying to get attention? Prove and, yourself. And find your, you know. I think it was just like I wanted something. Like, God, I'm too small. I'm not getting, uh, you know, I didn't get attention from my parents, really. I was just sort of like, I need, I need, from I need. girls? It. Did girls like No, you girls didn't like, like oh, me until. Rosie. I didn't get laid till, I think I was 18. Um, yeah. But, wow. but I remember just always like, I guess, when somebody told me I was funny and that changed my life. And I was like, okay, I got to be funny. I got to be on. I got to be somebody uh -huh. else. So I think that that's why I always on set. I had an, uh, a friend of mine once, he worked on, on Smallville with me. And he goes, dude, I don't know how you do it, man. I go, what? He goes. You're working like 14 hour days and you're doing, learning these lines and stuff. And yeah. you're and running you're around set. On. You never go to your trailer and just chill. Maybe wow. you wouldn't be wow. so tired all the time. If you just went to your trailer and just relaxed, you know, Mike, I, I used to be like that. I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I loved being, and I still do. I love being on set. I love the energy of a set. Um, God, how much do you miss that now? Uh, yeah. But but um, I found the older I got, I, I needed to go back to the trailer occasionally because I, I couldn't sustain a whole day that kind of energy of, of being that buoyant all day. Yeah, because you want to be fun. You want the director yeah. to see, I love having him on set. The producers love this guy, and he's good. Like, you want everybody yeah. to like you, and then you're yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. oh, my God, I'm alone it's again. it's also fun. It's also like, God, that's part of the fun for me still. I, I've never been one of those actors that, like, I, you know, the reason I do this is the craft. And, like, I love it. I love every aspect of it. But, but one of my favorite parts of it um, – is just the, the the social aspect still i mean like yeah it's the reason i got into it in high school uh after football didn't work out and wrestling and and it's and it's the reason i continue to love it i love being around creative people and i love being around the camera department i, I just yeah I, I don't know that's still such a huge and, and my perception of you in fact was always you were like the life of when i started out in the early 2000s late 90s you i would always hear your name in the context oh, of no. um certainly somebody who's funny um but but the kind of the life of the party oh rosie oh yeah you gotta meet rosie and he, there's always there was always i feel like a party at your house and yeah. gina phillips i remember was like ah she was the first time i heard your name was one of my the first jobs i did uh, with gina and and, uh, and then nikki ache all these people that i knew all these girls usually girls who were like oh rosie's the best and he's always having and I'm sure I've been, I remember being at parties at your house. It I'm was sure. like the epicenter of, you know. Yeah, you know, it's weird. It's like I always felt like, I think I've been with that with my family. It's like, this is what we're doing. I'm organizing a family event or I'm organizing a, like tonight, oh, for funny. instance, tonight, 
I'm having bingo for 30 friends on Zoom. Everybody's Venmo. That. I mean, that's cool. Everybody's Venmo me 10 bucks, and we have four <laughs> games. We do a, a regular bingo, a Y and X and squares, and I will be like, B4. And I got a buddy who's like, B4. And we just have that's fun. Right. Everybody gets a cocktail. So yeah. I like people having fun. And I used to say, fuck, I'm tired. I used to get so frustrated with myself why are you putting so much energy why do you give so much to so many people and they don't give back anything it's like well then don't do it unless you fucking like doing it dude if it's just part of you to do this stuff do it because you like it well so you do you have to check in with yourself everyone's wanting to just make sure that you're enjoying yourself and not just like Mm. facilitating the joy of others sure and i remember one time my uh my uncle said something i was at disney world i used to treat my whole family to disney world when i was making real money on you know (laughs) back in the day And I take 20 people and put them up and VIP guides. And I I used to film it all. And then my uncle's like, hey, Mike, why don't you put the camera down and actually just live live Uh, in the moment here? And it kind of like it's not that upset me. I think it upset me because it was true. It was like, yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to create memories, but I'm this is a memory right now like you know it's funny mike when you asked me like what's something upsetting that i've read about myself or on, on instagram I, I i'm now trying to like get, i'm going over any i'm trying to go through the rolodex of things that potentially could have upset me and and i'm not landing on anything but i i do remember the sensation of being upset like being hurt offended whatever and it's usually has to do with something that strikes a chord something that maybe is a True. little truthful that you find uh there's some you know, it's, it's valid. It's valid, hurtful criticism, whatever oh, yeah. it is. Oh, I, yeah. I, that's usually the stuff that I, 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 um, I had a hard time accepting. And, and, and I think now it's, now I kind of welcome, uh, that it's a reason I like therapy. It's, it's, um, you know, it's a reason why I like that kind of, I'm sure that moment with your uncle was like, a. There's something there's something very valuable in that. Yeah. Hey, do me a favor. Lower your head a little. Or can you? You're, oh, you're almost oh, out of sorry. camera. Well, you're fine. There. Oh, that's bad. Oh man, the second part of this interview, I could really see your face, man. Oh, By the God. way, you oh, look. Thank God. You still look young. You look like you did when I saw you in Jeepers Creepers, which I really liked. Oh please. I'm telling you. Oh please. That was from Hollywood Squares. There was a guy named Paul Lynn. Remember oh, Paul? Lynn? Oh, yeah, sure. And they used to go, "Let's go to Paul Lynn. Paul, why did the Queen dissolve members of Parliament? Well, maybe she does magic tricks. Remember him? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Do you ever want to be a I talk always, show host? You think you'd ever do that? A host? Um, I think it's easier for me to be a host than to be on the show, which this isn't is an example of. Um, yeah, I like facilitating a conversation, but I don't necessarily like having to carry a conversation. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would like to do that. I I don't know if I would ever do it. Um, but I think whatever part of me enjoys that I, I get to scratch that itch by doing the podcast. I don't think yeah. I don't have more of more, any more aspirations than that. Well, I, I think you could do ambition to have my own, you know? Yeah. I think you could do show. anything you want these days. I mean, you know, I thought, you know, I'd like to be a talk show host, you know, I, yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's weird. It's all these little clicks, you know, it's definitely, definitely clicky. Like you have to be, I don't know, these little inside groups to get that kind of thing. You know, it just seems it, like it'd be a lot of pressure. Um, I wouldn't want to do, yeah, every night doing that and say, oh my God, you never every sleep. Every night and, and doing like, you know, timely stuff and, and current, you just staying up to date with, I talking about people in the news. I, I don't think I, I am equipped to do that. I don't, I don't think I'd be capable of that. Uh, 
Um, I just don't think I'm funny enough either. I mean, you you really have to be. I, I admire those guys tremendously. Oh my like, god, um, Fallon! You know? He's got a family. He's yeah. constantly doing sketches online. He's got this. It's like I cu- I couldn't do that. I don't know how you yeah, have the energy. Are you coked up every night? Are you on speed all day? <laughs> How are you doing this? I know, Mike. We're two like single, relatively single guys. We we don't have families. I just doing this. <laughs> that's like an you know. That's enough. This feels that's enough. I would just yeah. do this. Oh my gosh! Do you do yeah. you do you love acting as much as you did? Do you feel like it's something you want to do forever? Do you feel like mm-hmm. uh, I don't know? I kind of lost my feeling for it. Mm, that's a really good question, it's, and it's something I've thought about a lot lately. Uh, I don't. I don't think I love it in the way where I need to be doing it constantly. Like I, I used to, I, I, there was a time where I, um, and I think the reason I did a lot of, I'm, I don't want to say movies I shouldn't have done, but like, I, I don't regret any of the movies I did. I, I, even though I did a lot of bad movies, I, I just, I, I don't, because I, I really enjoy doing it. I, I loved, as I said, I loved being on sets. I loved, um, I loved going from these, one town to the next and living out of a suitcase. Uh, I love that lifestyle. Um, but I think it's the lifestyle now that I don't, I, I don't, I don't enjoy as much as I used to. I, I, I like having a little bit more stability though, though. I don't have a family. I, I'd like to one day. Um, and, and the idea of, of going from job to job, it, that part of it doesn't appeal to me anymore. Well, what uh, so, would you do? Would you just do your podcast and maybe try to do something on the side occasionally? I mean, if you, if you, yeah. if you didn't want to act, what would it be? I, I mean, I love doing this. I mean, I found so much joy in this. I've, I've loved, uh, I, I used to love drawing and I just got a drafting board. I, there are things I love gardening. I am mm. setting up a garden. I, I don't know. There, I'm finding, and, and I hate saying this because this time is so, it's bringing so much pain to so many people, but um I'm finding myself uh, in, in enjoying things that I that I that I just hadn't uh, allowed myself to indulge in in the past, like gardening, like uh, you know, t- t- taking care of my own lawn. I mean, I, I know that sounds so douchey and privileged, but I I um, I, I, I don't know. I, I've been enjoying reading again and, and learning a language. I, I don't know. Acting to me, I miss it. Um, it just slowed not- you down. This inadvertently slowed you down, but in a way where you could do the things that you've been wanting to do maybe for a while. Subconsciously. Yeah, Mike, I, I hate even admitting that because it's, um, I, I, you know, as I'm doing these things, I'm also, I, I'm, I'm aware of the reality for most people. We're, we're in, yes. we, we get to be in nice homes doing this fun thing. We get to do this. I, you don't know where I, I am. I, you don't know where I am. I, this could be the only room I'm in. That's true. This could be the that front door true. right I, there. I'm making assumptions. You don't know me, Justin. <laughs> it's really funny if this is the one room you had and you have like a big jerk poster and there's yeah. a toilet that uh, right out of cameras. <laughs> yeah, I just say I'm going to take a piss real quick and I'm just pissing right off camera. You're just connected to a catheter. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I Having said that, I you know what I really miss is being uh, doing theater. I miss being on stage. I, I um, But I... And I loved my brother and I just made a movie. We directed our first movie and, and um, we had made a bunch of shorts and as stressful as it was, it was, it was so fulfilling. It was so um, creatively satisfying and we're editing it now. And, and it's just been such a satisfying process creatively that I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I don't feel that sense of, of 
like I'm climbing the walls to 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 do another acting job, like I used to feel. Uh, and 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 I'm also older. I've slowed down physically. I so I just I don't know. I, I don't I don't have that. There was a time where I like I if I didn't have a job for a week, I would start getting antsy, you know. Um, and I and I and I took a lot of jobs because just I, to work. they were jobs. Right. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. I got found- Rocket Money. <laughs> Okay, I found one. It. I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming de- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had, you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
They'll deal with the customer service for you. And I like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Now, let me ask you this. You know, it's funny because we're both single. I'm 47. You're 41, right? Yeah, that's really comforting to hear, actually. Well, it's comforting, too, but also, you know, people might say, oh, you know, they're perpetually single, and they're ladies, you know, what are they, ladies' man or whatever, and they go out yeah. with girls, and they just can't settle down, and they just can't, and they, you know, and there's probably truth to all of it. There's probably yeah. truth to all of it, but what, now, I don't, I, and I read somewhere that you, you, you've proposed before, right? I proposed. Or not proposed, but you've wanted to get married to someone, right? Um, or would I read yeah. wrong? Yeah, I mean, I look back at, uh, yeah, I would say there's somebody that I probably sh- should have proposed to, but I, yeah, but, 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 yeah, there's somebody I would say, yeah, like, I hate to indulge in that cliche of like, like the one who got away, but, um, but if it's true, <laughs> yeah, 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 I think it's true. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I just, um, I, there, are t- I go back and forth, Mike. There, there are times where I like, I do have moments where I think, Oh, I should because I love kids. I really love kids, and I and I and, and it's hard now to be away from you know because we're quarantined. I, I don't get to be around my my nephews, um, and I really m- miss that. And, and I and I think, oh, did I miss the boat? And, and should I have? I, I don't know. I have those moments where where I, I I'm, I'm like regret regretting not having kids, but. Um, but then you know those those come and go, and then you think, well, the re- that reality—it's it's easy to like to fantasize about something like that. But the reality of of having kids, I I don't know if that right now would fit into. I, I also really enjoy my life now. I don't have, um, I don't I don't feel like I I have this d- deep void. Um, I don't know. I mean, talk to me in a year, it might change. Well, but, do you uh, do you pick yourself apart or? On the other hand, do you find that the older you get, like when people get married younger, they're not as picky. They're kind of like, oh, great. they don't. Do you think as we get older and we go out with more people, we're even more picky? We're like, uh, oh, red flag. Yeah, they got that. Yeah, we're going to be alone forever. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do, do I see more? Have I gotten pickier? And, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I look back at, um, I mean, I would say if I regret anything, it's staying in th- staying in relationships that I-, I knew at a certain point weren't the one, you know, that weren't like the, 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 the one that I, I should stay in. I, I regret staying in those too long. And that's, I think that's as simple as um, my own guilt. I, I have a tremendous, you know, I, and not to blame it all on my upbringing, but I, I do have a tremendous like guilt complex and, um, and so I, I, I think that's a mistake I, I, I desperately want to avoid is getting into the wrong thing. And so I think that's the reason I'm probably still single. Sure. It's fear. It's probably some fear. Fear. Yeah. It's always yeah. fear. So like, Most and, things and, and, are and fear. And it's compounded every year that goes by. And, and I'm 41 now. Uh, you're 47. So it, it's at the point where, like, I don't want to get into frivolous things. I don't right. want to get into things that you know, when we were in our twenties, it was, yeah, you could date somebody for a period of time and then you go off and do a movie and things come between you and distance and all that. Um, and, and now it's harder to be 
frivolous and I don't want to be fr frivolous with people's time. Other people's yeah. Time. Isn't that the thing? Like, you know what? I don't want to waste your time. I, you probably want to have kids. I think, you know, you deserve somebody better. It's almost like we're pushing people away. Well, it's inadvertently. Yeah. I, I mean, it's also like, I, I, I don't think I was ready to have kids um, when I was in some of these relationships and, and I just think they were the wrong ones. I mean, the one yeah. I regret is, is, um, it, 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 at the time it felt, it didn't feel like the right thing. And what was change it? And, What's and relationship was it, Justin? <laughs> what, what it was, um, it, it, it was one that like, I, it's hard to, it's hard to have a regret that like that because people in the moment, it wasn't, I, it, I stand by the fact that it wasn't right. And I hate even talking about this because it, it's weird to talk about something cryptically. And it's not interesting to people listening. Um, it's, it's incredibly interesting because it's kind of like you're what, what you're feeling. I see what you're feeling, and it's 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 human. I you know, look, you don't well, have we're to talk. Also, you know, we're inside. We're here with our. I'm, I've been with my thoughts a lot more than I usually am. We're more vulnerable. Yeah, I'm and certain. You're inside of me. I'm inside um, of you right so now. You're good deflection. You're in good deflection, Justin. These are good deflection. Um, it's funny though. I think one of my hangups is um, I start. A couple of things happen. Um, I start getting self-conscious. I think mostly because I find that kind of stuff. I find it um, not as a listener, but to, as a, the recipient of that to be indulgent. You know, like um, oh, you know, I'm. Why am I single? And I, I think like I think I start getting paranoid that people listening think ah. oh, keeps a shit. Um, you know, and like what that's my own stuff to work through and. I, I just I just start being paranoid that it's not it's not at all interesting. <laughs> However, you saying something that, you know, got away or something that to me, that just sounds like something that, you know, hey, from my heart, something got away that didn't come to fruition. Yeah. Like, And that's all that that's the only important information from that. It's um, and it's. I never thought I mean, you know, that's a cliche for a reason, the one that got away. And you hear that and you think, but I had never felt that until um uh until you felt it, until you feel it. And 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 it's it's a real thing. But it's um it's not necessarily a bad thing. Cause it, I think it it just means that I'm in a different place and that person's in a different place. And um right. you know, uh do you have anything like that? Do you have the regrets of like yeah, you know, shit. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's there there are moments where I look back and I go, that was just fucking, you know, I was immature or I was, uh, you know, not that, not that I'm that mature now, but yeah, sure, man. There's there's moments where I'm like, I don't know if I have any regrets where I look at it and go, I should have, I could have maybe married that person. I, it's not yeah. that. In fact, there I had um, on this other show I did with Chris Sullivan, who's amazing. Um, I interviewed. We interviewed my ex-girlfriend from years ago, who's like my oh, best wow. friend. And she's married to this wonderful guy, um, unbelievable, yeah. Eric Almas, photographer, and they have a kid. And we got really, I wouldn't listen to it, but mm. everybody was like, you should listen to it. Mm. It's great because it's really, if you feel like you're vulnerable and you feel, and she, I remember when she had a baby, I cried. I cried. Yeah. And it wasn't because yeah. I was like, God, that could have been maybe me. At all, yeah, it I, was, I've had that. Yeah, it was. This is what she's always wanted. Yeah, she's yeah. always wanted a baby. She's such a great mom. I knew she'd be a great mom. I knew. So the tears were of joy. So I look back and I'm like, yeah. she found the guy that would treat her with all the respect. Not that I didn't treat her respect. The guy that would give her everything that I couldn't. Kudos exactly. to him. I think that's why I'm hesitating to even 
I'm tiptoeing around even that phrase, the one that got away, because uh, of course the real version of that is she's happy. I mean, as long as if it's somebody that you like that, that you care about that much that you care about at all. Yeah. Um, it, it, there should be no, nothing resembling regret if that person is still is happy. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I, I, I think it's sort of a selfish, um, it's a selfish brush to, to paint yourself with. Um, I'm sure everyone asks you this, but do you want to be married, a stable relationship? Do you want to be with somebody now? Uh, you know, I think my grandmother, you know, hearing people always saying, you know, my friend Stacy saying, you'd be such a great dad. And hearing your friends say, you're so good with kids. And you are a yeah, kid. Yeah. And they can relate to you. And hearing your grandma saying, Mikey, family's the best thing there is. Yeah. I think overall, this all this time, it torments you. And it it sort of makes you go, I, I know I should be doing this. Why am I not doing this? And then you start to feel what's wrong with me. And then you start to think now I'm too old. What am I going to do? I can't, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to wake up and I change a diaper. I'm going to take care of yeah. someone. And I don't want the kid. I want the kid to be smart. And who's going to teach him math? I'm not, I, I'm not the guy. And I start thinking <laughs> you know, about all these things. This kid's going to fail. He's going well, to fail with a child, a father like me, unless I date a fucking sign, like a, 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 a you know, a NASA, like genius scientist. Oh, no, no, get out of but here. But that's how my mind there? works. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think, you yeah. know, why, do, why do that? Why put a kid in the world when you just can't, you know, uh, but I, at the same time, do I want to be alone the rest of my life? No. Do I want to find right. some, I don't want to find someone just to go, uh, you know what? I guess I won't be alone. I right. Want, well, that's selfish. Yeah. Yeah. I think about that too. I, I do. And that's the, that's the selfish question that I wrestle with, which is, and this is really morbid, but, um, when you're leaving the world, when you're when you're dying, uh, it would ease that. I feel like it would probably ease the transition. Yeah, yeah. You know, if yeah. you die with some sort of lineage, and but that's selfish. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, if 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 there was somebody in my life, if there was a woman who I I loved and and wanted to. Um, you know, I, of course I would want to have kids. I, I, I just, that's a, it's a huge thing, especially when you consider this, the life I lead right now, I, it doesn't feel like it's missing that is that I don't feel like it, I, it, I don't feel like I'm wanting for anything. And right. part of that is my own privilege. You know, I, I'm, I'm privileged and, and I have the, you, you know, if this, if this pandemic has, has, really highlighted anything it's it's those that are you know it's the, the the haves and the have nots i mean it's really right. like it's i think it's shining a light on, on on the socioeconomic injustices and so and it's making me feel that much more grateful to be um privileged do you and think so i think i don't feel like i'm certainly now i don't feel like i'm wanting for anything i feel so fucking blessed to to have the life i have Sure. Um, it's also hard to meet people in quarantine. <laughs> it is. Do you think that people who don't want kids for the most part, maybe it may sound bad and the word is kind of, do you think it's because we're just selfish? It might be. I mean, maybe it's just like, you know what? I, I I want my time to be for me and maybe, yeah. maybe a girlfriend and maybe like, but I, I don't want to, I, 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 maybe being selfish is actually being good because you're not bringing someone in the world that you fucking can't give that attention to which I'm not going to say anything. We've seen versions of that. I mean, my mom, I love my mom. People, I haven't talked about this, but like my mom, 
you know, she had kids. She was pregnant when she was 16, then 18. Then she wow. had me when she was 23. And my dad was 18 and a hippie. And it's like, but she always wanted to be the center of attention. She never got her childhood. It was taken away by having children. So what happened? She still wanted to be the center of attention. And I don't want to ever, ever, because I would, it would fucking ruin me if I couldn't give that kid every bit of attention that he or she deserved. And that would burn me. But Michael, you know that you're in a much, I I completely understand this psychology behind that and, and that fear and your mom being arrested in development, but you know that you've already far surpassed whatever position she was in in life. I mean, you, you're, you're far more developed than she was. And, and um, <laughs> maybe a little, no, I, I, I think, I mean, like any of the hangups that you have are the result of your, uh, of what had happened, what happened to her and your own childhood. But, um, but God, that's crazy. 16, 16 and 18. Oh boy. Wow. I've got so many stories. Wait, so, so you weren't kidding when you said, you thought they, your your the fact that you weren't growing was due to their their drug intake. No, no, no. My my, you know, yeah. I mean, I'm sure my dad. Oh, they were hippies. They were real hippies. Well, I don't know, real hippies, but you know, my dad was like, you know, at 18 years old when he's, you know, I think he had me when he was 19. Wow. 19 or 20. Well, so the you're latest. lucky. They're young still. They're young. My dad's 67. My mom's 72. So, oh yeah. my God, yeah. they're still together. No, no, no. My mom's in her oh. third marriage because my dad was her, is her second. My dad's oh. divorced twice. My sister's in her fourth marriage. My brother Adam's only been married once so far. My brother Eric never. He'll never get married. I can't see it. Uh, I have a half older brother. Uh, what do you call it? a biological brother? Wow. <laughs> I guess a half older sister. And then I have two younger half sisters with my dad's previous marriage. So your idea of family and marriage it's it was always very fractured probably always dysfunctional always crazy yeah. nobody talks to anybody i can t- i mean honestly if you ever have me on your show i'll tell you all this shit oh i would love that i mean well no wonder this this must be so therapeutic for you this is a, what this is this is therapy and hopefully some people yeah. can relate and go oh my god so what do you think of somebody when you hear that i had my parents are still together they were loving i mean I, you know sometimes Sometimes too loving. Sometimes there are hangups. It's not perfect. But what do you think of when you hear that story? You fucking asshole. You <laughs> stupid is, fucking. Yeah. No, I honestly go. Thank God. That's good. That's good. That's nice that you had that, you know. And by the way, I don't sit here and, you know, I'm not knocking my parents. I'm just the more I yeah. you know, the more I'm forg- I'm very forgiving. I'm like, it's taken me a long time. But the more you could say, this is how it was. They did the best they could. That's all they knew. And it's not an excuse. It's how I feel. It's like, you weren't capable. You couldn't do it. And that's that. And you know what? I got what I got. And now I'm working on me. And I have a lot of, I've had success. And I'm able to love. And I'm able to, and I'm sure I'm fractured. It must be very hard to let that go, though. Sure. I I don't know. You're somebody I've always really liked. And I I like that spirit that, that you have this gregarious you have bingo parties for people and you want to bring people together and you have damage from your parents who through no fault of your own did this thing to you. And I don't know, I'm just always rooting for you. You know, I, I, thanks dude. Well, I, you know, you yeah. too. I mean, look, when you say my parents did to me, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I, you know, they were young. Not maliciously. And, no, no, no. I think they did the best they could. And I think that, you know, there were some good moments and there were some, you know, you could always, I don't compare, but you can say, you know, some, many people have had it way worse. Many people have it way better. I'm oh, just saying yeah. it, it all that matters. It doesn't matter what people try to tell you or explain to you. Like what you didn't have this. You, you had a hot roof over your head. 
as a child in your developmental stages, you know what you had and didn't have because it's the way you are. It's the way right. you feel. It's the way you think. It's the way you felt. Right. And no one can tell you what they did when you didn't feel that way. So yeah. you can forgive and you can do this. But, you know, I've had many conversations with people who's like, why would you feel that way? You know, if you yeah. say I hurt my, let's say you're dating a girl. I've had a situation where I'm like, you know, when you said that. I just want to let you know that it hurt my feelings when you said that. Why? Why would that hurt your feelings? That should never be the way they take that. They should always say, uh, I'm, first of all, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I did not yeah. mean to hurt your feelings, but can you explain to me why? This yeah. is why I think a lot of marriages get ruined because people are so sensitive and they get like, they can't just say. Easily triggered. There's triggers. Why can't you just say, I, I remember saying things to people like, why are you? Why are you? How can I have meant that? Oh. Why would I have meant that? And then oh, you get totally. upset, and I've you're been like, "Guilty of that myself." And they didn't need that. All they needed you to say was, "I'm sorry you feel that way, and I'm sorry totally. that I made you feel that way, and that's not what I meant, but you felt it, and it's real, and I apologize." And that's totally fucking what you should do. Yeah, my, yeah, I, it's, it, it's, I think it's so valuable to recognize your own triggers and your own limitations, and and I've been recognizing my own. I, I. Uh, yeah, I, I I think when somebody's illogical, when somebody's not, the behavior's not making sense, it doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. And that was something that I, I think I grew up thinking. If it's not logical, it's it's wrong. And when it comes to, you know, people's feelings and their triggers and these things we're talking about, it's not necessarily always logical. I have a very hard time with that. Uh, so you're gonna tell me difficult. you're gonna tell me who this girl was or what? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's one of what? One of probably three that I people could think of. I don't think so. No, no, I don't think it's somebody that people. Fun. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. All right, here we go. Ashley okay. T. And these, these should be quick. Ashley T. Good old Ashley T. Top tier shit talking. Do you still practice the five D's of dodgeball? Do I still practice the five D's of dodgeball? I haven't played dodgeball in a while. Um, what were the five Ds again? Somebody sent me a meme that was like a coronavirus meme that was um, that was like dodge duck dip, whatever they are dodge duck dip, dive and dodge <laughs> and um, and they were like you should you should uh, post this and uh, I I felt like I felt very strange about um, making light of, of it so I didn't but I um, that was the last time I remember hearing that. Uh, dodge, duck, dip, duck. God, you know, I, I'm so grateful to have talked about gratitude. I'm grateful to have worked with some really good actors, and Rip Torn was uh, one of them. Hang on a I, second. I, what is he doing over there? What is he? He's running around. I heard that interview where you were messing around. Was, Rip Torn was in a close up of his shot, and he he just was like, "What the fuck is Justin Long doing? What happened to do that quickly?" No, no, no. He said, um, "Yeah, I was really nervous around him." I fuck it. By the way, for your, your listeners. Um, Rip Torn is one of the greats, you right. know, I mean, he's, he was one of Tennessee Williams, like favorite actors. And he was in the, the original sweet bird of youth. And like, he, he's Legend. just, an, yeah, there's a great movie called payday. Uh, have you seen payday? No. Where he plays like a Waylon Jennings type country singer. Mm -mm. Fucking great, man. He, he, I, I was just such a big fan of his. And, and, um, and so, you know, but he was a little, uh, whatever, this is not, he was a little ornery. And, and, um, and so we were doing the scene where he threw the, the wrench at my head and, and, and he was forgetting his lines. Um, and he was looking around and I, and I've experienced this before. I'm sure you have with, with older actors and I pray to God, it doesn't happen to me, but, but 
I'm sure it will, where you start forgetting your lines. I forget them now, but go ahead. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's true. Well, and oh, I'm just going to turn a light on you. Um, and and one of two things can happen, where either you 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 take it upon yourself to you own it. You're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm forgetting my lines, or you you blame it on somebody else. You know, I'm I'm forgetting my lines because of this, right? Um, and so he, uh, I was doing my off camera for him. It was his coverage. And, um, he threw like the prop wrench near me and I made it like it hit my face. And I kind of, I didn't want to do too much cause I didn't want to be distracting. Uh, and he said, he just forgot his lines and he, and he looked at me and he said, well, what are you doing? You're dancing around like a goddamn monkey. What is he doing? And I, at first I thought he was ad-libbing. I thought he was improvising. And so I was, I kind of tried to stay in it a little bit. And um, he goes, cut, cut. He's dancing around like a goddamn monkey, you know. And uh, <laughs> I was so nervous. I said, uh, afterwards I said, I, I tried to apologize. And I said, I'm, I'm really sorry, um, Mr. Torn. And he said, let me tell you something, son. When you talk over another actor's lines, it means they got to go loop the whole goddamn thing. And I said, oh, oh. I wasn't, I wasn't talking. You thought I was talking. I wasn't talking. And, uh, and he goes, are you calling me a liar? And I said, no, I'm, you know, I, I, what, what do you say when somebody Jesus. says, you know, it what was do you just... say? I just backed down and that was it. He, he, I think he was, had just forgotten the lines, but he was, um, sometimes was, you want somebody to blame. He, it's like Christian Bale. No, I'm fucking doing something. No, do I fucking mess with what you're doing? You know, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I don't, I don't totally blame Christian Bale. I for love that. Christian Bale's funny. I, it went, it went that, on too long. Here's what I would have done if I flipped out and I was having a bad day, dude. Shut the fuck up! Right, right, right. Or right, I'm gonna right, flip right. out, and then that's it. Of course, I, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> it went right? on for twenty I'm minutes. Passive aggressive, right? And like a, a pussy, but I, 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 I don't totally, totally blame him. I know because from what I understand, the guy was moving shit around. Christian Bale's in this whatever. It's it's hard to defend that level of a rant, but um, <laughs> he lost I get it. This. He's you an intense know, yeah. guy. He cares about his work. People let it go. He's still working. All right, let's let, we're gonna do quick fire here. Boom. Okay, Pat. What moment would be on the blooper reel of your life? My life. Oh man, I, you know I think about that a lot. I there so many times things happen to me where I think. Um, Oh God, I'd like to, or not that, not necessarily to me or to, to friends of mine where I think, Oh God, I would love to see that in the afterlife. You know, that, that movie defending your life, the Albert Brooks movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think about that movie a lot in, in, in when, when funny things happen. Um, Cause I think like, you know, in that movie, they, they actually review moments of, of somebody's life. They get to rewind them and, and, and watch them back. Uh, and I think I think about that a lot. Like, oh God, I'd like to, if this if I could see if I could relive ten moments. Um, God, offhand, I I don't know. Um, I, I I remember almost walking into traffic once. I I I, I was talking about um, I was on a street corner in New York, and I was talking about that movie Hamilton or that the, the play. Uh, it had just come out, and I and it was just nominated for a bunch of Tonys. And and I said to my friends, uh, Oh, good for. Lin-Manuel Miranda, it's really cool. It's his first thing, and it gets nominated for all these Tonys. And and uh, they said, oh, no, no, he did this play in the Heights. Then he's been nominated, so he's already... And I go, oh, so... And I, I this is word for word. I said, oh, so he's no stranger to the Tony scene. 
it, which is a crazy thing for me to say, for anyone to say, but it's weird for me to say. And I kind of like, I tend to drift around. I, I, I like looking up and looking at the sky and stuff. And then I kind of drifted into off the curb. Um, and a bus came. I, it was so close to hitting me, like a speeding bus, that I remember feeling my hair. I have kind of like floppy Ooh. hair. And I remember feeling like my hair like hit the bus. I'm sure it didn't, but it felt the wind. It was so close to hitting me. Terrifying. And, um, a friend of mine pulled me back. And they were like, what the fuck are you doing? And they were freaked out. I, I like I didn't see how close it was to hitting me, but it was really close. And um, and my brother and I were laughing about that because my last words would have been, "Oh, so he's now stranger to the Tony scene." <laughs> that line, and 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 <laughs> they would have had to tell my parents. Oh, so you know, or my what friends. Is, what, what was last words? Last words. <laughs> oh, oh, he said he's no stranger to the Tony scene. Well, what does that um, mean? <laughs> yeah, I think about that a lot. Whenever I say anything like that, similar to that, like similarly embarrassing, uh, my brother and I, we say, oh, here, here comes the meteor. Here comes the asteroid. <laughs> here, that's it. Your last words. All right, here we go. Jennifer N., what would be your dream role in a horror movie? You know, what you played a victim once. Uh, it's hard to find different versions of that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question, but I, I you know, it'd be fun. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. It'd be fun to do a... a Nightmare on Elm Street, just to be in one of those, just to be with like Robert England oh, and the makeup. Yeah. And the, Dude, I would love that. Yeah. Samantha M, is there a particular genre of movie you prefer acting in? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, lately, it's been, I, I really miss doing, I want to do a comedy, like a real, uh, uh, like a goofy, fun comedy. I, I, those are the ones that I've been watching a lot of. And, and you know, I keep looking at the jerk, that poster, um, and as I said earlier, I, I only recently saw that and that kind of dumb, it's so rare, like really smart, dumb humor is my favorite. Uh, oh yeah. I think it's my favorite genre, like, like Mike judge type stuff. Yeah. Well, you did idiocracy. Idiocracy is yeah. That type of that. With tone, Dak, that's where you met I'd Dax. All right. Last one is Sean W. You ever get baked with Kevin Smith? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every time you go over his house, <clears throat> he has uh <laughs> Have you been to, you know, Kevin? No. I mean, uh, we know each other. He's come up to me at conventions and talked to me about Guardians and this and that. I've been trying to get on the podcast. The fucker, you know, I, I, I don't have his number, You were though. in Guardians. You were in. I had a small part in Guardians, too. I played uh, Martin X, which coincidentally was one of the original Guardians in the comics from that Stan Lee did. But uh, oh. I threw three little scenes. I had, uh, they CGI'd my face with dots. Remember the Stallone? But it was cool. It oh, was I haven't seen the second one, Mike. I, I got to see that. Yeah, just look look next to Stallone. I'm the guy with diamonds on his face. Oh, that's the Stallone one. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Well, dude, look, man. I, honestly, this was awesome. I, I really didn't know you other than seeing you every once in a while or hearing about you, but I always well, liked you. Uh, well, I was trying to remember how do we, we know each other from, was it, is it Gina or Nikki Acox? Is it Nikki Acox? Probably Nikki. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. did a movie years ago that no one should ever see. Uh, what was we, that? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, come on. That, no, I mean, it doesn't matter. It was called rave Macbeth. We had, they, they lost the sound. So we had to loop oh, the entire, yeah, rave Macbeth. we had to loop the entire movie. And what's funny, it was, it actually was really cool and different until we had to loop the movie. Imagine doing ADR oh, every line. Yeah. You have to say all of the dialogue. Good oh, Lord. Why? Kind of, because the, it was they it was lost the, the sound. sound something happened, man. It was I, I didn't even go. There was like a premiere for it. I was like, "Fuck, yeah, I'm not going to that shit." I'm not, oh I'm not, my god! I'm not embarrassing myself. I was just like, you know, this is just not good. It's like I, I put my heart and soul to this. I didn't get paid much for it, and then you lose the sound. I don't want to fuck. I'm lo I spent 
weeks doing uh, i was the lead so i had to do weeks of doing the adr oh my god was it, it was a terrible rave? was it Macbeth though i mean was the story of Macbeth? yeah i mean it was like loosely in a drug world kind of like you know yeah. witchy kind of if it wasn't looped and if it was like there, there was things wrong with it but it, it had potential it just they were making a lot of movies then i remember there were a lot of like drug fueled like uh, that movie spun or uh, go, you know, movies right, like, right around then, right? Yes, yeah. And this that was, was I, a, its own little subgenre. Yeah, and I shot this in Germany, so it was. Uh, That's right. I remember. Yes, yes. I yes, met a girl yes. named Marguerite Miriam. Moreau? Was she in that? Yep, she was in that. Mar- Margaret Marguerite yes. Monroe. Yes. Um, Kirk Baltz. Kirk Baltz oh, was the guy who yes. got his ear cut off in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Great Dogs. actor. Yeah. So he and actor, I, kind really of, yeah, we still talk about that every once in a while. Text me, you know. Wow, Mike. I, you know, I would love for you to be on the show because I now I feel like I have so many questions. Well, let's for do you. it. I Let mean, me know. Let me know when. I'll come on, of course. Uh, that'd be great. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of you, my friend Justin. And oh, it was a pleasure to have you inside of me. Let me know when you want me to come on, and we'll do it. I love that, Mike. Yeah, yeah, and and I, you know, I can't wait for this to be over. It'd be nice to see you. Out, out who do you think he was thinking about i kept thinking is he talking about drew barrymore is he talking about so-and-so yeah i don't know i wasn't i wasn't interrogating the guy i love him i just you know i wanted to i wanted to know some shit thank you again to uh everyone remember uh new hoodies uh inside of you hoodies black shirts and gray shirts they'll be up on the site very shortly so keep looking Remember to go to amaze.com slash reunion to uh, win a, a, an entry into a virtual tour with or a virtual room with me, Tom uh, Welling, and Kristen Kruk of Smallville to support the Ronald McDonald House. Uh, new Patreon, John Heater and I are just doing a Patreon exclusive, so you have to just be a Patreon member. It's called, uh, our, our, our uh, Patreon is called, Where Have All the Good Horror Movies Gone? And uh, take a look at that, see if you want to join it. Uh, it's, it'll be a lot of fun. John and I are... We have a good dynamic. Here's a fan letter from Jason. I've been a fan of yours ever since Smallville, and I recently discovered your podcast a few months ago, and I cannot stop listening. I'm sure you receive hundreds of these, and I am not even sure if you will read this. However, I just want to say thank you. I want to write to you for a while. I've wanted to, and the words never made sense to me. Your podcast has given me a lot lately. Short backstory, I'm 27, married, two kids, and work... uh, and work a commission sales job selling furniture. I have a lot of unanswered questions growing up, even more than ever. Why am I the way I am? Will I ever become successful? Am I meant for something else? Why am I constantly talking myself out of opportunities? Why do I have anxiety, depression? Does it make me weird? Uh, is my parents' actions and how they raise me going to affect my kids? I know I'm a complete stranger and you have no idea who I am. I may never have a chance to meet you or shake your hand or get a picture with you, but I just have to say thank you. Your podcast has saved me. I don't feel so alone because even though there's about 20 years between us, I feel like I have so much to relate with you and your guests. I have looked at my past differently. I tried to change the way I am in my marriage, how I parent my kids. I've been able to look at life a little differently, knowing I'm not alone and I am not the only one that struggles with some of these issues. I am not a patron, yet hopefully, financial, I can, financially I can get, get it together and start giving back for what you've given me. Buddy, you just listening to the show and getting something from this is enough. Don't you even worry about that. Thank you again for everything. I look forward to every Tuesday. By the way, Batman versus Superman 
would have been made so much more money if you were Lex. I would love to hear back from you. If not, just know in Auburn, Georgia, you have a huge fan and you are touching lives coast to coast. The, the funny thing is I never read that letter till now. I like to feel something. And, you know, I could always cut it if the letter is absurd or someone yells at me and tells me to F off. But I like to read it and feel it. And I felt it for sure. And um, you're not alone, man. Jason, you're not alone. You'll never be alone. I think that's a mentality that, you know, sometimes people feel they're alone and they just keep distancing themselves. But you have to just be aware of those things. And, you know, you're doing the best you can. And, and the way you were parented that, you know, you got to break the break the cycle. If you didn't, if you weren't raised well by your parents, you have to be the man that you want to become. And you can't blame. I have family members that, you know, and we've all done it. We blame, we blame our father or our mother or our this or our relationship or someone break up, broke up with me. They ruined my life. No, you've got, this is your life. It's your life, man. That's it. Again, I'm not a therapist, but it's pretty safe to say this is, your life. So you have to take responsibility for your actions. You have to make the necessary changes to make you the person you want to be, the man you want to be. And that's what I believe. And I'm fighting to do it every day. Don't think it's easy. I struggle it all the time. I doubt myself all the time. And then I switch gears. I will not allow myself to keep doing this, man. And let's go to these patrons here. Here we go. Uh, I know them all. I really know them all. Nancy D. We got Mary B. We got Leah S. Trisha F. Sarah V. Yukiko. Jill E. Brian H. Lauren G. Nico P. Barry L. Angelina G. Jerry W. Kevin R. Emily K. Bob B. Robert B. Jason W. Kristen K. Is that Kristen Crook? No, it's Kristen Keel. I know. Sorry. Andrew C, Allison L, Mark A, Jason D, Raj, oh yeah baby, Joshua D, Emily, hi Emily S, CJP, you down with CJP? Yeah, you know me, Rocks Raccoon, Rocks Raccoon, come on girl, Samantha M, Hamza B, Jennifer N, Stacy B, Carly T, Vanessa in the Sky. I always see that name. I always remember Vanessa in the Sky. Reem. You know, I love you, Reem. Jennifer S. Hey, girl. Janelle B. Neil W. You know I know you. And Janelle. Tabitha 272. Kimberly E. Melissa C. Mike E. Jake M. Catherine M. Jack S. Judith D. Ramira. Chris F. Chad W. Leanne. We didn't forget you. All right. We didn't forget you, darling. Darla W. Jackie P. Rodrigo S. Hey, Rodrigo. That sounds like a sexy name. Rachel C. Travis B. Ray A. Ray A. Thank you to all my badass patrons. We just did a, uh, a live, private live Patreon YouTube experience Saturday. That's, that was our third one. That's not even part of like what I offered and I'm doing it because I just enjoy you guys. I enjoy talking with you. I enjoy Instagram lives. I enjoy sending messages to patrons. I I just have a lot of fun doing it and they're so uh, so awesome. I'll leave you with this. Um, you know, as the weeks go on and the divisiveness continues, which there should be none. You know, we should just be 
I don't get political on here. I hope you can enjoy that. I appreciate that. But um, this isn't like, you know, I, I get it if you're like, oh, I'm strong and I'm healthy and I could do what I want. That's great, man. But it's not about you. It's about other people who, if they get it, they might die. You just have to be careful. You know, you just have to. It, what, why is it so hard for, to wear a mask? If you're going to a public place, wear a mask. If not, you're just disrespecting everybody in there. You're telling everybody that you don't care about them. Just just try to follow the rules, man. Just try to help people. Uh, you know, if you don't believe in it, just stay home. I'm staying home. But, you know, when I go, I try to wear I do wear a mask. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm telling you what the fuck to do. Wear a mask. All right? That's it. Wear a mask. Come on. Is that th that hard? You got to rebel. It's your right not to wear a mask. You know, it's your right also to help your fellow human beings and save their lives. And, you know, sometimes I read on Facebook, some of my friends from back home, jeez, ass. I, I try not to respond. Yeah. Love thy neighbor, man. Truly love thy neighbor. But listen, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We got a great episode next week. I think you're going to really dig it. I mean, you're digging all of them, but uh, keep listening. Keep listening, even if you don't uh, like the guest or know the guest. You'll learn something, I promise. Thank you. Oh, thank you to Ryan for the wonderful editing job. Thank you, Bryce, for uh, your constant work as well and uh, devotion to the podcast. It's not like I'm paying these guys millions of dollars to do this. Right now, they're shaking their head. They're like, no, he's not. But um, I really appreciate it. And I, uh, I always say, you know, hopefully this thing takes off more and more and we uh were able to make it worthwhile for everybody but I, I hope everybody's really enjoying the podcast and, and getting something from it I, I really feel like everybody is and that's the most important thing uh we talk about not comparing ourselves i, I really don't it's it's not comparing i just want uh, i want this thing to blow up bigger that's it let's get just let's just grow it together all right thank you so much um for for listening thank you for allowing me to be inside each and every one of you and uh over there too and right there and right there and right there i love you thank you next week we got a great uh episode coming up um so please listen Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.